I'm going to start with my opinion on this, then we'll get to John Krasinski for all the facts and analysis. John, I love the Timberwolves trade for Rudy Gobert, even acknowledging that they gave up a lot in terms of player value, a lot in terms of draft pick value. I just think this is the right time and the right group of players to go for it with. And I think Gobert might have been the most ideal player to add for what the Wolves need. But you tell me what you think. Yeah, Jim. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, I I am not surprised that kind of if you look at the temperature of the water nationally, that there are people out there that say, wow, that's a lot of compensation to offer for a center in this, you know, wing dominated league that has that doesn't shoot threes, that is somewhat limited offensively. Um and and so and and it's making a ton of money over the next four years. I, I understand people who say they did pay a lot and maybe they even overpaid for him. I I think that there's a, a very real case to be made that you know maybe essentially they overpaid for Rudy Gobert with all the draft compensation and all the players that went out and everything. What I cannot understand, or what I think that a lot of people are missing is certainly just the bigger picture that the Timberwolves are operating under. Uh, This is a team that has been out of the first round of the playoffs exactly one time in its 33-year history, one time. And this is also a team that has seen its current franchise player, Carl Anthony Towns, really kind of take a lot of criticism for the lack of success in large part because he hasn't had many experiences playing in big games because of the revolving door at coach and GM and certainly with his teammates as well. And they don't want the same thing to happen to their next star player, franchise player, and Anthony Edwards. They want to put him in a competitive environment all of the time. And so when you take those two things into account and you look at all of the areas that Rudy Gobert addresses for this Timberwolves team, block sh- or rim protection, uh, rebounding, um, also he's 30 years old, so he is an adult. He's a veteran. You lose Pat Beverly, you need someone else who has been in playoff battles and and certainly has a will to win and an edge to him. And Rudy Gobert has that. He's not necessarily as vocal as Pat Beverly, but in terms of the competitiveness and things, he, he brings a lot of that to the table. Um, and I just, I, I do think that people really are getting too caught up in a, how much money Rudy Gobert is making and B how many draft picks that the Timberwolves included in the deal and not looking at what the overall picture is in terms of a franchise that is trying to reestablish its relevance and actually be good for more than one year in a row. And so, um, you know, I, I just am kind of dumbfounded by, you know, when you look at the, the, the grades given to the trade and the Wolves getting a D. Like, that's, in, that's incredible. There's no possible way it is that bad. There's no, there's no failure on that. There's so many reasons to make this deal. And I do think that there is probably an underestimating of what Rudy Gobert is and what he can be with a better team around him. Cause that's my final point 
and we'll get all into this, Jim, but this is the best team that Rudy Gobert has been on, like from a talent standpoint since he's been in the league. So we talk a lot about what does Rudy Gobert do for the Timberwolves, which is a lot, but also I think that there is another level for Rudy Gobert to reach. And I talked to Tim, uh, Tim Connolly and Chris Finch today as we're recording this on Wednesday, right after the Rudy Gobert press conference. I talked to them about that in terms of the talent around him better maximizes Rudy Gobert, just like Rudy Gobert should help better maximize this team. So I don't know if they're going to win a championship, but that's not what the bar is right here in Minnesota. The bar is getting a competitive team into the playoffs and winning series in the playoffs more than one time in your history. And, and I think that's the goal here. And I, and I think that's absolutely attainable with a move like this. Historically, this has been a bad franchise. It has been a thin franchise. Uh, when they've hired a good person like Flip Saunders, they haven't really surrounded him with a lot of great people. Uh, when they've had a good player like Kevin Garnett, uh, or even Kevin Love or Jimmy Butler, they haven't had the right players around them. Uh, and everything has felt temp- even their best moments have felt very temporary. I think one thing you and I agree on is I can't imagine how this won't be starting last year, going for as long as they have Gobert. I can't imagine how this won't turn into the best four or five years consecutively in Timberwolves history easily. Yeah, I mean, like, look, let, let's 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 lay it all out there here, Jim. Um, I think that I certainly felt that way back when Jimmy Butler arrived, and this is the only other deal that is really comparable in team history to it. Um, and you thought, okay, here comes Jimmy Butler to work with Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins. And you have Tom Thibodeau, and this is a team that can kind of be a a factor in the Western Conference for many years to come. Obviously, it did not work, and that's an understatement. But um, why is this different from Jimmy Butler coming in here? One is you have much more clear-headed leadership at the top of the organization with Tim Connolly and Chris Finch than Tom Thibodeau, who had just too much power and did not know how to handle it um, and wanted to do things his way and his way only. And so that meant getting rid of Zach Levine. That meant bringing Jimmy Butler in. And that meant not establishing any sort of culture within the organization that would allow the, the, the young players to mesh with the older players and for that all to work. He just kind of basically threw everyone together and said, guys, go to work and did not have any sort of recognition for personality, ego, um, how best to to make the transition work or any of that. And oh, by the way, he had no one around him to say, hey, Tom, this isn't working right here. We've got to address this and we've got to get ahead of this before it be, before this little brush fire becomes a five alarm blaze. You also had Jimmy Butler, who came in and wanted this to be his franchise and wanted this to be his way or the highway as well and wanted to get paid um, accordingly and had a contract that was much shorter. So there was more financial ramifications involved that really sort of 
through a, a whole different fly into the ointment that complicated measures and, and, and just made things not work out. So now let's look at Rudy Gobert. You bring this in. You have Tim Connolly, a well-respected, level-headed general manager, president of basketball operations, who is in tune with the human side of the game and understands where the pitfalls are, how to keep communication open, how to help sort of foster chemistry and and and, and foster kind of a team atmosphere and all those things. He is surrounded by people, including Del Demps, who worked for two years with Rudy Gobert and knows exactly how Rudy Gobert works and ticks and thinks um, to to have, you know, kind of that asset right here in the front office. He has Sachin Gupta. He has Matt Lloyd. He has Manny Rohan. He has guys who have been here for a long time and also guys who are new here who are not afraid to say to him, hey, Tim, we got to watch out for this or we have to kind of keep a better uh, handle on that to get to get things going in the right direction. You have Chris Finch, a coach who does not have a dogmatic system, who was working with small ball last year and is going to be working with bully ball next year and is going to be malleable to the people around him. Also, another coach with an open door who knows how to talk to these players and understands that there is more than just the X's and O's that make them tick. You also have Rudy Gobert, a 30-year-old All-NBA player who certainly believes that he is elite and is coming in here, but he's coming in here with to, to help the situation because his money is already taken care of. He's getting paid no matter what, and he's getting paid max money for the next four years, no matter what. And so there's none of the financial ramifications that is going to cause him to want to be bigger than he needs to be in this situation. Finally, you have the two young guys who are here this time versus Towns and Wiggins last time. You have a maturing Carl Anthony Towns who has a better handle on who he is as a person and a player, and I think has been humbled a little bit by all of the losing and, and absolutely wants to win. He and Rudy Gobert were certainly rivals in this division for a long, long time, and Cat is absolutely supportive of this move. And so that shows that he is coming into this with an open mind. And you have Anthony Edwards, who just nobody doesn't like Anthony Edwards. Like, there's no way that Rudy is going to come in here and look, you know, three weeks into training camp and think, man, this Anthony Edwards kids, I, I can't play with him. And so he's a very unifying force as well. So all of that is to say that there is just such a more solid foundation that this is all building on, I believe, that can allow for all of these parts to come together and be successful. Again, like Rudy Gobert said today that he wants to lead this team to a championship and that's the goal. Okay, that's great. Uh, that's what Carl Anthony Towns wants. That's what Anthony Edwards wants. That's what Finch and Connolly want. But also recognizing that the importance of having a team that is going to be together and be competitive for multiple years in a row to help foster Anthony Edwards and Jaden McDaniels to get everyone kind of in those pressure cooker moments 
and help them mature that way, that's, that is, you can't put a price tag on that. And so I just think that people who are kind of really down on this nationally are just not understanding all of those factors and just how bad it's been here. If the Timberwolves make the playoffs again next year, it's only the second time in franchise history where they have put together multiple playoff appearances in a row. And if they make it to the second round next year, it is the second time in franchise history that's ever happened. That's the bar. Now, obviously, everyone wants to do more with it, but let's just understand where this franchise has been and what it would mean both to the fans here, to the organization, and to the players you're trying to develop into winners that, you know, uh, if, if you get them in these moments and have them playing important games year in and year out. I mean, that's just, that is, has been completely lost as, as people try to um, you know, grade or, or dissect or, or assess, you know, how good this, this trade is going to be. This is why when you need Timberwolves analysis and entertainment, you should shop local. Uh, the national guys, the national people uh, really don't have a grasp on what is happening with this organization how it's changed, how much better this organization is than it has been even in the recent past. Uh, this is why you should listen to the John Krasinski show. He's John Krasinski from The Athletic. This is TalkNorth.com. Our producer is Brandon Morton. I'm Jim Suhan from the Star Tribune. And uh, this is this is fascinating stuff. We have so many aspects of this deal and what went into it and the ramifications to get to that this probably isn't one show. This is probably two or three shows. We're going to hit some of the highlights today, of course. Uh, we do recommend subscribe to your favorite podcast app to this show and any other shows that you like at TalkNorth.com. It's free. It's easy. Uh, you can find you follow us on Twitter at TalkNorthPod to see the shows as they are released. You can always go to TalkNorth.com to see our shows, our lineup, our sports lineup, our outdoor lineup, our variety lineup, and the archives of each show if you want to go back and check out previous editions. Thank you for listening. We do appreciate it. Uh, boy, everything you hit, you hit on was, I think, exactly right. Context is so important. Um, and, you know, I know he's not Kevin Durant, but Kevin Durant is a great example of the fact, I mean, Kevin Durant might be the best player in the world. And, you know, his team was mediocre and destined to, to implode last year. You know, I mean, you, you have to look at fit. You have to look at context. You have to look at what an organization's trying to accomplish at a certain time. And I just think that, man, uh, for a team that has this offensive talent, that has that's this well-coached, that has depth, to add somebody who immediately fixes your defensive rebounding problem, immediately gives you a rim protector, immediately gives you depth in the front court. Uh, and listen, they gave up a lot of valuable pieces, but every player they gave up was a role player. Even the admirable ones, even the ones who made a big difference like Beverly, they were still role players. They didn't have to give up Jaden McDaniels. They added, <laughs> added Gobert to the other four players they wanted to have starting alongside Gobert. And the draft picks they gave up, if they do their jobs and if they win, those draft picks just won't be that valuable. Right. And, and so here's the, I think, the one thing that I want to say is you can say that um, the Timberwolves may have overpaid for Rudy Gobert. I think they may have when you, when you, when you look at all of the draft picks, all of the, the, um, the players that they put into it, 
I think it's okay to say that, yeah, you know, it would have been nice if they could have protected a couple of those picks a little bit more, or if they could have held on to one or two of those, or maybe they didn't have to include Walker Kessler or something like that. You can say all of those things. And I don't think that you're necessarily wrong for doing that, but just because a team overpays doesn't mean that this can't be a remarkably successful trade for them. And and you also understand why they were so aggressive in going to get them, uh, get, get this player because Rudy Gobert covers up so many of the things that have held this team back. Certainly last year in the playoffs against Memphis, I mean, uh, you know, what they got hammered by in, in, in by the Grizzlies when they had double digit leads so many times in that series was fourth quarter, John Morant getting to the hole scoring or getting fouled. Um, And then Brandon Clark just grabbing offensive rebound after offensive rebound. And, you know, Vanderbilt was, man, he was playing his guts out. He was doing everything he possibly could. Jaden McDaniels was trying to play power forward and giving everything he had for it, but they just didn't have the length or the toughness quite to get those extra rebounds, get those stops that you really needed to get to stem the tide. Well, now just imagine that Rudy Gobert is the guy who is in the paint that John Morant is dealing with when he gets to that lane. Imagine Rudy Gobert is the one boxing out Brandon Clark um, and and using those those that seven foot ten inch wingspan to just go up and over Clark and not allow him to out hustle and out jump some of the smaller Wolves players for rebounds. And so you're ending possessions a lot earlier. You're getting out in transition more because Gobert can fling it up the court pretty with with, uh, with some pretty uh, high skill level. And and so Gobert covers up so many of the things that they needed, that the Timberwolves needed, and doesn't just cover them up, but he erases them. They needed rim protection, and they needed rebounding. They got the best rim protector in the league. They got the best rebounder in the league. And so not only that, but I do think that this Timberwolves team that he is playing on next season is the most talented team Rudy Gobert has ever played on. And um, you're talking about Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell, Jaden McDaniels, I think Jalen Noel is going to have a great year. You have Nas Reed. You have Kyle Anderson, who is a brilliant signing, like fits even better now. Um, we'll see who else they end up with in free agency here. But I think there's some, you know, there's some guys that they can go after that would really make a lot of sense and would really help out. But those guys, the the, the talent that Rudy Gobert is coming into also will help get more out of Rudy Gobert. Yes, he is limited offensively, but with these types, this type of firepower around him, he's never had that in Utah. He's always been like option number two, and they've won a ton of games in Utah, but haven't been able to give over, over the hump in the playoffs. If he is option four on offense, and if he slides into, and he's basically, you've replaced Jared Vanderbilt with Rudy Gobert. And like, as much as we all love Vando, and all and and as 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 inspiring as his comeback has been, and how hard he works, and and how 
um, productive that he has been. Rudy Gobert is the best or the second best, if you want to say it, to Draymond Green, defensive player of his generation. And he just gives them so many different dimensions. And so he's going to unlock the Wolves. The Wolves are going to unlock him. And I think that is what has the Timberwolves so willing to part with a gigantic package because they think that there are so many benefits to this. And 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 so I think that um, there's just like there there has not been enough discussion about how these two pieces fit together because um, this is right now a a small ball league in general, though it is getting bigger. And the the wolves have put all of their most of their resources into their front court, and and it's it's different. There's no question about it. But um, man, I just think that there is a much higher uh, chance that this really really works out well and and turns into a very good deal and a very good fit for the Timberwolves than I think a lot of other people seem to to believe. I'm going to tell you one other thing I like about this deal. I mentioned it in brief, but we should get more into it. First, I want to thank our sponsors. Uh, we're a little late getting to our sponsors this week because there's so much to talk about. Uh, but, of course, we're talking about TSR Injury Law, 612 TSR Times. Steve Terry is a super fan. He gets it. Uh, Steve was at the Go Bear press conference. Uh, he's someone we have come to really like and respect and we trust. And here's the thing. Um, even if we didn't like him, the fact is that TSR Injury Law wins Lots of cases. They win so many cases. They've grown their business exponentially to the point now where they have beautiful offices and a brand new, uh, just a kind of, I hate the word elite, but I can't think of a better word, an elite building in the South Metro. They're spectacular. Uh, Steve has a great view of the lake, a bunch of lakes. And he got there. He got TSR Injury Law there by winning your cases. They will not charge you unless they win your cases. And if you're injured, we hope you aren't, but if you're injured, you're going to need good help. Call 612-TSR-TIME. Thanks also to All Energy Solar. Uh, You want to consider property upgrades for your home or business. They pay off in the long run. They especially pay off if you add solar power to your home or your business. Most home improvement projects don't pay for themselves till the property is sold. Solar pays back regardless of whether you sell your property or not. Most systems are warrantied for 25 to 30 years. After 30 years of operation, solar could have paid back 300 to 400% of the cost. This is a go bear like deal. If you do plan to move at some point, installing solar increases your resale value. Uh, buyers that consider electric bills when they're buying a home, installing solar panels is viewed as an upgrade. Uh, I'm gonna tell you more about all energy solar as we go along. But you can also go to allenergysolar.com and check out the deals and the possibilities for yourself. I think this would have been a difficult – it would have been slightly more difficult to be excited about this deal if Jaden McDaniels had been included. Uh, The fact that they were able to make this deal without giving up McDaniels, uh, to me, is is one of the many reasons I see it as a win. And I know you've done some reporting on, on how hard they had to fight to keep McDaniels out of the deal. Yeah, they, absolutely. Utah wanted Jaden McDaniels very badly in the deal. It, he's a perfect component of a deal like this when you're trading out a an established star and maybe you're kind of going into more of a rebuild mode. Um, and maybe they trade down on Mitchell, maybe they don't, but you're you're trying to amass young players and picks. Well, Jaden McDaniels is a young player on the rise, um, and and that's a perfect kind of fit for 
what um, you know what teams usually in Utah's position when they're trading a player like that want. Um, absolutely, they went back and forth on Jaden McDaniels quite a bit. Dan, Danny Ainge really wanted him, and uh, and the Wolves held their ground. Now that is why the the pick package got so robust for Rudy Gobert because the Timberwolves value Jaden McDaniels to such a high degree. And um, I have heard, you know, kind of some people make fun of that and, oh boy, you know, is Jaden McDaniels worth all of that? That's just, you, you have to watch the, the kid play and you have to see the trajectory that he is on. I mean, I can absolutely see middle of this next season coming up where people look at it and say, oh man, Jaden McDaniels, he's essential to what they're doing. No wonder the Wolves held firmly as they did. Um, but that's absolutely one of the things that was causing this deal to kind of teeter on the brink of collapse. Um, and I reported it in the story afterward is that you know Thursday night uh, of last week, there started to be a kind of a swirling around the league. I was getting texts from people around the league saying, hey, sounds like the Gobert to Minnesota thing is really picking up steam. And I started to check in with my people and they were sort of cautiously optimistic, but also saying that there was still a lot of work to be done. And then going into Friday morning, as late as Friday morning, there was people within the organization that didn't think it was going to get done. And I do think that the bulk of it is was because Danny Ainge was trying to kind of dig his heels in on Jaden McDaniels. Um, and so eventually the Wolves found another combination to get uh, Danny uh, amenable to, to taking that instead of McDaniels. And so to get that done on, on Friday afternoon, the Wolves were absolutely over the moon about that. And, you know, there are people out there who may not quite understand what Jaden McDaniels is or what he can be, but I have a feeling that they're going to find out here eventually. And it's going to be a situation where, I mean, he is absolutely part of their core going forward. And so the other part of this, the ancillary part, Jim, is that let's say it doesn't work. Let's say that whether it's ego or injury or fit or whatever, and this just this thing does not come together, which is possible. I mean, this is not guaranteed by any stretch, but let's just say it doesn't work. Um, they still have enough young pieces, the Wolves believe, that if they have to pivot and if they have to try to move Gobert go or, or move someone else to recoup some, some of the draft pick compensation that they lost, they will still, at the end of the day, have Anthony Edwards, Jaden McDaniels, ideally Carl Anthony Towns as well. And that is still a really good core going forward. Um, and so that builds in a little bit of insulation for if just for whatever reason, things don't go well. But that's how highly they think of Jaden McDaniels. They believe that he can be a high level starting player in this league. He's still got to do it. We'll see if that happens or not. And he, but um, but that's that's the pedestal that the wolves have put him on, and they dug in for a reason because they really believe this guy is going to blossom into a very very good player for a long time, and that him and Rudy Gobert together collectively defensively is just going to be a nightmare for other teams to deal with. 
no doubt about it. In the coming weeks, we're going to talk about where the Wolves seem to fit in the Western Conference, what their realistic goals should be, what their dreams should be. Uh, we're going to talk about Finch's offense and his defense with Gobert in place. We have a, a million a- angles to get to. For today, uh, just to keep this show under control, I'm going to ask John about one more topic. Uh, once again, thank you to TSR Injury Law, 612 TSR Time, and All Energy Solar, allenergysolar.com. Thanks again to Brandon Morton, our producer. Our sales executive, if you'd like to advertise with this show or the network, is Karen Cleary, K-C-L-E-A-R-Y at talknorth.com. So Tim Connolly comes in, uh, runs a very interesting draft. I thought it was a shrewd draft, and then immediately makes the Go Bear deal. And signs Kyle Anderson, which I agree with you. I think that's a, that was a great move in either iteration, but certainly a great move on this roster. Uh, so did Connolly come in thinking, I'm going to get in there, I'm going to trade for Rudy Gobert? Is this one of the things that, that happens because he's, he's kind of prepared for eventualities? Well, I, I will say this, and, and Tim spoke about this today at the press conference, Um when he when he first took over in the early part of as he assessed this roster and where it could go, um, Rudy Gobert was a name that he identified as one that they should at least inquire about. Because I think for a year now, the entire league has known that Utah was kind of on, you know, on the edge of, of breaking up Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell and trying something new. And, and so Tim identified Gobert and said, you know, that guy would be a perfect fit alongside Carl Anthony Towns. Chris Finch also said today that for really since he's taken over as coach, but probably really his, his first full season as coach this last season, they have had discussions internally about getting a rim protector next to Cat. Um, so the, this has been something that the Timberwolves, even before Connolly came aboard, were mulling in terms of just from a systematic roster construction view, putting Cat at the four, putting another five, five um, in the middle to help out defensively. And Gobert was identified by Connolly as one that they should go after. Now, getting a player of his caliber uh, is not easy to do. So I don't think by any means it was simply Tim Connolly saying, okay, let's go get Rudy Gobert and make it happen. Um, They certainly were looking at other big men, Miles Turner, um, you know, even like on the free agent market, JaVale McGee and a few others uh, just as contingency plans. But certainly Gobert was their dream guy. And, um, and, And so they had a lot of conversations with Utah, some back and forth. And at one point, like I said, it it looked like it might not get done, but this was not something that sort of popped out of thin air. It wasn't a case of like, you know, on draft night, Danny Ainge calling and saying, hey, are you guys interested in Rudy Gobert? And and the Wolves front office saying, what? Oh, my gosh. uh, Yeah. Like and not expecting (laughs) this to happen. This was this was a player that they put on their Ross on their radar to say. He fits perfectly. We want to go after him for all of the basketball fit. And finally, Jim, to kind of put a bow on this, like I do think one thing that is really important that we can get into in in subsequent episodes, because I want to explore this a little bit more too, is that Rudy Gobert is one of the quote-unquote star players that wants to play in Minnesota, that was open to it. He said today that, you know, when when the possibility was first brought to him, 
he was sort of surprised. He hadn't really considered it, but it only took him about a day to come around on the idea. And, you know, picture trying to convince Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving or any number of all-star caliber players to come to Minnesota and want to be here. That's a tough thing for the Timberwolves to do. But Rudy Gobert, they found out, was very open to this. And so that makes this, and that gave them even more motivation to try and get a deal done because not only did they have a star player that they felt fit perfectly with what they wanted to do, but they had one who was willing to come here and commit to being here for the long haul. And that is increasingly difficult to find. Great stuff, John. Great reporting on all this. We'll be back. And as John said, we have a million more angles to get into. Uh, We're going to be learning more about the deal. We're going to be, it feels, it feels like Vikings training camps around the corner. I think this is going to make everybody just yearn for the start of Timberwolves training camp, which is not always a thing in Minnesota. It will be this year. Hey, thanks again for listening to the John Krasinski show. You can also hear John on the Viking update show and check out talknorth.com for all of our other shows. 